って。So there's a global pandemic. A virus is sweeping across our world. And almost overnight, society has changed. Which new drug should I hoard next? Who's wearing the coolest mask? And what the hell is going on in Seattle? If you haven't considered these questions yet, you will soon. And we'll be here with you, your guides, your personal uh, whatever, on this、Sherpas. journey. Sherpas. Descend into chaos. Yeah, Sherpas is exactly what I was thinking, but I wasn't sure. Anyway, here we are. Here we are. It's goat time. <laughs> It's staring at goats with Steve and Jacob and Lando, your three goobers who have somehow decided that this is a field we want to become experts in. And then we want to pass that knowledge off to you. I feel、yes. like we are at this point. I think you're not wrong because we're the only ones that seem to give an absolute a, a crap about COVID 19. Yep. In our general areas. Like, there's, there's like、mm-hmm. five people I meet that are like, yes, this disease is bad and we should all stay indoors until it goes away. Everybody else、yeah. is like, what? No. No, we good. We good. It ain't, ain't a problem. I'm going back to school in August and stuff. But like, I'm what, going、whatever. shopping right now. Yeah. I got my hair cut and licked a doorknob. I'm, I'm fine. I ain't scared of no COVID.、Uh, and then、yeah. you realize that I'm going to pick up my crafts at the Hobby Lobby. <laughs> yes, we're going back to Hobby Lobby because Hobby Lobby is protected by Jesus' power.、Uh, That's right. <laughs> or you could be、It's、in Texas where we need. cases have risen by 4,000 in a single day.、Um, y'all, y'all, this disease is not gone.、Uh, it's not going anywhere yet. It's、yeah. still around. This podcast will continue、uh, and continue to discuss all the trials and tribulations related to COVID 19. I appreciate everyone being here、uh, as part of this podcast and willing to listen and try to get some information. We have a action packed show for you tonight. We have a bunch of really great news. We're going to deep dive into some conversations. We got an email from a, a good friend of the network, and I think we're going to cover all that stuff. We're going to have a good time. But first of all, Lando. Let's start with you in the round table because your note is the most、uh, interesting to me, and you happen to be in a pretty wild area at the moment. Yeah, so I, for anybody who does not know, I live in the Northwest.、Uh, used to live in Seattle and still live very close to it. And for anybody who also has not heard, I guess this is just the new place to be. You know, <laughs> there's no government, there's no police. There, there's no leadership. It's pure anarchy. It's, and for everyone who doesn't know, it's seven blocks, I believe, something like that,、uh, have literally left.、Uh, and that's what, also another thing that a lot of people don't realize the police left this area when they suspected something was going to happen. Nothing ever did. And they don't respond to calls anymore. They've just literally abandoned the whole area, not just the, the chop. The Capitol Hill occupied what it was occupied, what, whatever. whatever it was an autonomous、for. zone, but they had to change that because if they were truly autonomous, autonomous refers to secession and they would have becoming to an independent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's not what's happening. It's a, a lot of people misunderstand. It's a social experiment. Basically, the police left and the, the, that neighborhood is policing itself. So it's interesting, though, to, to see all that happening, you know, kind of front and center to, to me at least. I just can just talk to friends that are, that are there and, and checking it out every day. It, it, it's safe, by the way. There's nothing going on. It's a big, basically a big art exhibit. So it's Seattle it's like, fashion. It's like、But、Burning it's Man in, in, in the middle of Seattle. 
Yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly yeah. what it is. It's People are looking out for each other, and it's whether it's sustainable or not, I guess, is the question. You know, the people are trying to to make it the type of thing that can just last. You know, it, it can just be a thing, and to some extent, it's working. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens though. But it, it, regardless of how you look at it, it's interesting. You know, to basically to see in real life, you know, this sort of thing happening. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens next and and where this all goes and. I don't know. There's there's a lot of ways this could happen, or, or a lot of things that could happen next. I should say. Yeah. Have people <clears throat> who are doing this seen the movie The Village? Because uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, any attempt at a utopia generally fails at some point, and I'm grateful that it's doing really well, and I hope that it continues to do well. Uh, I'm just I'm curious of how long something like this can last. How many how many disputes can be resolved amicably? And I'm not saying you require police to to resolve disputes like every dispute but i'm just i'm curious what self-policing looks like long term but i'm i'm also yeah yeah i'm also happy that that someone's trying because without trying it's something new yeah exactly it's It's something new and that's the really fun thing you know regardless of what happens it it why not try something else you know at the Mm -hmm. very least yeah i think it's it's a cool idea you know we'll, we'll see what happens have they covered any COVID nineteen related news to that zone and and people mingling? Is there a good mask a mandatory mask? Very little, but almost everybody out in Seattle that's doing any sort of protest or anything like that, they're not trying to. Cry. And ev- almost everybody's wearing masks. It's, it's actually been interesting to watch all the marches happening around here. It just they're really long and not necessarily like no density to them. Like it, they may stretch like three, four miles long, and it may only be you know a, a few hundred thousand people when it looks like it should be a million, you know that sort of thing. Yeah. It, it's weird though. Everyone is everyone's out and about protesting though. Seems to be paying attention. I don't. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. No. That's that's really what I can tell. Yeah. Keep us keep us updated. If you do find out anything, like because hey, this thing is changing by the day. We'll see what yeah. what's going on next week. Yeah, in a week yeah. it could be in a whole new world. Uh, Jacob, let's move on to you. Let's get your 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 uh, your week. How have you been? So my week's a little bit different than Steve uh, than uh, than Lando's. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So, uh, <laughs> Stephen, this is the first week in this whole COVID nineteen craziness that I have truly felt pressured by the people around me and by society and societal norms, right? So for those who don't know, Stephen and I did have to make a quick jaunt up to West Virginia this weekend again. Um, We did so by holding our bladders and driving for four and a half, five hours straight and refilling using gas cans full of gas. And I mean, we we really tried to, uh, yeah, we really tried to minimize our contact. But when we got there, we had a little bit of help from some family members of um, of the in-laws. And I love these family members. These are salt-of-the-earth kind of folks. But the minute you see them, you've got to go give them a hug, right? And it's hard not to. And what do you do in that situation? Because you weren't around them. You weren't quarantined with them. You haven't been around them. You haven't seen them. But society demands that we give each other hugs to say hello. 
Uh, I had a friend of mine whose son graduated this week and he was like, man, you should come out and, and come to a barbecue that we're having. And I'm like, you know, something, I appreciate that, but I don't. <laughs> that I'm not going to. Yeah. And his, yeah, his, I've known his son since he was five years old and he's graduating this week and I feel awful that I'm not going to be able to celebrate with him. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like the, that pressure. It's like, yeah, come on out. And I'm like, no, I can't. I'm not, I'm not going to put myself in that compromised position. I've got, you know, th- lots of reasons why I have personally made that decision to quarantine. And so it, it, it got me thinking. Well, and, and another thing that happened, I've got a grand, I've got a, my mother has not met her grandchild yet, right? And the reason why is because she hasn't quarantined. She may say she's quarantined, but she hasn't. So that brings me to my question for everybody. What exactly is your definition of quarantined? Because my definition is you're not going anywhere. You're not putting yourself in a compromised position. You're doing everything possible to avoid human contact and or contact in a closed environment. Um, if you are in that situation, you're taking unbelievably per, uh, the, the maximum amount of precaution that you could possibly take, right? That's my definition of quarantined. And that's what I think my crew or my people around me that are in this quarantine with me have adopted that same definition. But everybody I feel like has a different definition. Whenever I talk to my mother, I'm like, well, you know what you've been doing? She's like, well, I've been quarantined. I've gone out. Well, except so, you know, to, to go to Hobby Lobby, I went there yesterday and, you know, I went to the bookstore this morning and I went out to the parks this afternoon <laughs> and I, I went to the grocery store yesterday to pick up some food and I, you know, but I've been quarantined. And so I'm trying <laughs> to understand what, what do people think quarantine means? That's not any definition of quarantine as I understand it. Um, that seems to be the opposite. My definition yeah. of, of quarantine for me is is my groceries are delivered. My shopping yeah. is delivered. Literally everything I have is delivered. And the only people I interact with are you and Ashley and uh and my my in-laws. Um that's yeah. it. Like that's that is my social circle at this moment yeah. and beyond like other than that there's there's no I go I walk around the neighborhood but I don't like stop and shake hands with anybody. I just wave from a distance if I know them and just keep going. Um, my 81 year old neighbor, I stood 10 feet from him and chatted with him the other day. That's quarantine. That's, 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 that means don't go to work. Don't, you know, stay home. Lando, what about you? Yeah. So quarantine to us, I guess, especially since Chris worked at the hospital and we really did need to quarantine for the, but essentially for us, it is stock up on food for mm-hmm. two weeks and do not go anywhere. Do not do anything. I mean, granted, we have, you know, we can do things on our property here. So that's yeah. a bit different. You know, we actually can just, and, and for most of March, we literally did not go anywhere yeah. uh, except for Chris going to work. I didn't even leave the island for two months straight. Oh, so that to me is quarantine. It, it, I mean, it, it's, and it's, the whole idea of yeah, you you literally do not go anywhere and do anything yeah. out in public that would bring you into contact. That but that does not include things like driving around and going hiking, and being outdoors. In my mind, as long as you are not around people in any sort of social setting, that's really the only thing that matters. So and, and but again, we live seconds from hiking and all sorts of stuff, so we can do that. Yeah. So, 
I feel like all of those definitions make sense, but I'm trying to find people whose definitions don't make sense to me because I, to me, going to Hobby Lobby and picking up some craft materials and then swinging by the bookstore to pick up some books and then pick swinging by the grocery store to pick up some groceries and then swinging by the park to go on a nice long walk and bring the kids there so they could play on the playground. That to me doesn't seem quarantine guys, but I, when talking to people, that's the definition I get as quarantined. Um, so I, if you guys have a different definition, I would love to hear from you. And and hell, I'd love to interview and just to understand what those differences are. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. And by the way, so I just Ace just mentioned that her dad has has COVID and dag on. Um, I'm sorry to hear. I am so sorry to hear. That's tough. Uh, keep us posted on how he's doing and. And make sure that uh, that um, yeah, you stay healthy. Oh geez, yeah, that's that's no good. Well, yeah, Ace, the entire goat community is uh, is rooting for your dad there. That's that we all hear, yeah, that yeah. Sucks. Um, but hey, as 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 for me, I, my my story is not a whole lot different than Jacob's. Uh, oh, I spent, sorry, man. I stole your no, thunder. No, it's, yeah, I'm, Steve, I've got, no one really asked you anyway. <laughs> no, I know no one really cares. I do have a different, a, like a little bit of a different slant on it in that I, I did the same thing Jacob did. I spent the last weekend in West Virginia and, and being pressured in some degree, not even pressured in a, uh, in a, in a, in a real, like you should hug me kind of way, but just that social norms like Jacob was talking about, but I've spent the last few days kind of being paranoid. Cause I'm like, I know these people we interacted with care very little about the virus in terms of what it can do. I mean, zero. We have two people that we know that work at nursing homes that came over and helped us and complained about having to wear a mask. Um, like one one particular person said they shouldn't... The, having to wear a mask, I believe is what she said, having to wear a mask is the worst thing they could have you do because you're always touching your face. And I'm like, no, the research shows that you what? like, it's literally the only thing keeping us from just being wiped out <laughs> like in terms of, of everyone getting it is the mask. But you hear that from people like what's one of the first things I heard when people start wearing masks, you fiddle with it all the time. You have your hands in your face. That argument didn't go away, even with all the data science that we have. It just didn't. It's still there and people are still using it. And then we also are hanging out with somebody we know good and well is happy to go, ah, something's going to get you. <laughs> so you know they don't <laughs> yeah. care, right? Yep. And, and and we're hanging around with them. Every, and we have no choice uh, because they have to be there. We have to be there. And if Jacob and I didn't have the help this weekend, we would die. Uh, we so. Would've. I mean, we would have just had an absolute breakdown because the, the amount of help they gave us was was worth, you know, it's weight in gold. Um, it's worth yeah. possibly dying. Yeah, <laughs> it's worth it. You'd have no idea. So, I mean, we both kind of just, at that point, we gave in to the statistics of the state of West Virginia. And that yeah, was we really like, did. yeah, that was like 11 cases out of 100,000 or something, right? Like, it's it's fairly yeah. low. So we just had to. Though I hope on none that. of them came from Lewisburg or anywhere around they that didn't. area because. Okay, well, they did. They good. didn't, and and the thing is, though, even if they did, the tests are all being done in Charleston and Morgantown. We would have no idea, yeah, because that's where they're getting their their data from, and it's like, oh shoot, <laughs> what does this mean? But I mean, at this point, uh, we're we either we either have it or we don't, and 
there's nothing we could do about it at the time. Yeah. So I, I, it's weird how you rationalize because, like, I'm like, ooh, do we really want them over? We need them over. West Virginia only has 11 out of 100,000 cases. <laughs> you know, this is probably okay. Statistically, we'll be fine. Well, so what's interesting is that we we didn't even have a choice. They just showed up. And we're yeah. like, oh, hey, hugs. Shit. Jacob, Jacob immediately looks at me. He's like, we're going to ambush. Are, are you going to hug them? I'm like, I have to. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're going to want it. And then one of them smokes all over the place. I was choking to death anyway. So it's like, <laughs> I'm going to die. Like, it's just this one way or the other. This trip is going to mm-hmm. take me out. Um, yeah. But, man, I mean, it was... It was just one of those things. So it's been in a really, it's a really weird place to be where you feel like you've got, you know, you got this pressure that's not, that's just because of society, not necessarily because they're telling you to hug them. If we'd have said, yeah. Jacob, if we would have said, I, I just really don't want to get too close because both of us don't know where we could have been, they probably would have been like, oh, they would have thought it was weird. Probably been like, right. Okay. But it, it, mm-hmm. it's, it would have been a little bit stressful. Um, oh, it would have. It would have definitely made the situation more stressful. But what did make even more stressful was coming home that day. We were reading the news and we saw that 28 people had been diagnosed from a church that had reopened in, yeah. in, in, in uh, I think it was Lewisburg, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. was one town in West Virginia. So I'm like, no! I know, right? <laughs> You're like, they spread out everywhere. Luckily, yeah. Lewisburg is far enough away that most people aren't traveling to to like go to Walmart. It's it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'm still holding on to that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's the that's the round table. Let's get into let's get into the isolation report. <laughs> this is where we're going to rapid fire through some headlines, give you the latest and greatest in what's going on COVID nineteen news out in the world. First up, Nathan's hot dog contest to take place without an audience. Uh, in an effort to adhere to Centers for Disease Control and Prevention social distancing guidelines, the event will feature only one-third the participants compared to past years, with five competitors instead of 15. Including this year's fi- Included in this year's field is 12-time champion Joey Chestnut, who will be defending his crown after devouring 71 hot dogs in 2019. That's in 10 minutes, you guys. 71 hot dogs in 10 That's minutes. Insane. Yeah, right? That's insane. 2020 has been a year for the history books, and the realization that this story, tw- July 4th tradition, would be able to occur is a great feeling, Nathan's famous senior vice president James Walker said. With that being said, our country and our world has endured so much in the last couple of months that we'd be remiss if we didn't use this moment to honor those that have done so much for each of us during this time. The contest will honor essential workers in food banks in New York City, which has been the epicenter of coronavirus outbreak in the U.S., with more than 17,000 deaths being reported in that city alone. Mm, that's insane. Yeah. So, 16 friends test positive after a night out at a Florida bar. A group of 16 friends all tested positive for coronavirus after a night out at a recently opened Florida bar. The friends want to remind people that the pandemic is real and still very much here. We want to raise awareness and get ahead of it, uh, Kat Layton said. Um, we want to tell people that it's it's really not ready for uh, what we thought it was ready for, so it's too soon. None of that made much sense, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the time, the virus was out of sight, out of mind, uh, since they didn't know anyone that had contacted it and heard from their mayor and their governor that everything was fine. But within days, they began to get I mean, sick. I how that works. Yeah, it is, isn't it? 
The women said that they are confident they contracted the virus on the outing. Since then, they said they have been uh, messaged by strangers who also got sick after visiting the same bar on the same weekend. Um, they want others to be more cautious and take advantage of looser restrictions. I feel foolish. It's too soon, says the lady. Uh, though Florida is <laughs> continuing to reopen from coronavirus restrictions, the state recorded a record number of cases on Monday, according to the State Department of Health. I think it was, what, 2,600 in yeah. a single day? That's pretty yeah. legit. It's not going down. No. What a what a tragic story. <laughs> so let's make this a little more fun. So, <laughs> you know, fuck Florida. New York City is the place to be because they are officially recommending glory holes for glory hole. distant hookups. So <laughs> this is the best thing that's happened all year, literally. So New York City's health department has taken the surprising steps of endorsing glory holes as a way of having safer sex during the coronavirus pandemic. A safe <laughs> sex guide developed by the city encourages people to take all possible precautions to prevent transmission of COVID-19 during sexual encounters. Among the advice includes the suggestion, make it a little kinky, quote unquote, be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers, like walls that allow sexual contact while preventing close face <laughs> contact. It also suggests that sexual encounters are best carried out in a quote unquote larger, more open and well-ventilated space. While shedding your clothing during hookups is generally expected, the guy makes it clear that the one thing you should keep on your face is a mask. And of course, as the virus can be transmitted through contact with the mouth, people are warned to avoid kissing and rimming. Oh, good. <laughs> so important. This is great information. <laughs> this is what, I this think is we like all now story. know exactly what to do going forward. I know. I'm going to go buy a, a go nice your piece nearest of plywood. Area. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Drill a hole. Yeah, go get a plywood, drill a hole, and and go to town. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I need like, one of those big dryer vent holes. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a big wide mouth bottle hole. Uh, human, tri <laughs> human trials expected to start next month for COVID-19 treatment derived from cow's blood. A South Dakota company expects to start human oh. trials next month for a COVID-19 antibody treatment derived from the plasma of cows. But these aren't just any cows. Scientists genetically engineered the animals to give them an immune system that's part human. That way, the animals produce disease-fighting human antibodies to COVID-19, which are then turned into a drug to attack the virus. These animals are producing neutralizing antibodies that kill the novel coronavirus in the laboratory. Eddie Sullivan, CEO of Sab Biotherapeutics, said in a statement to CNN, We're eager to advance to the clinic as we move forward in the regulatory process with hopes of bringing this potential COVID-19 therapeutic to patients in need of a solution. The company did not say how many people would be studied in the clinical trials or how long they would take. But, hey, you could have some bovine medicine coming your way. Yeah, it might future. take a little longer. Divine bovine medicine. Divine. <laughs> yeah, no. by, by the way, you guys are – there are a lot of medicines that uh, are of bovine origin. I mean, uh, albumin, they make BSA. Uh, it's a protein that, that covers a lot of different uh, glassware and other things. So, yeah, I mean, you could be taking medicine that is derived from bovine. Yep, um, yep. Next, okay. the, the milk's next good. story. What's that? I said the milk is good. That's right, baby. 
Dexamethasone to the rescue. The low-dose steroid treatment dexamethasone is a major breakthrough in the fight against a deadly virus, UK experts say. The drug is part of the world's largest uh, test uh, trial testing existing treatments to see if they are also working for the coronavirus. It apparently cuts the risk of death by a third for patients on a ventilator. And for those on oxygen, it cuts, de- cuts deaths by a fifth. Uh, had the drug been used to treat patients in the UK from the start of the pandemic, up to 5,000 lives could have been saved, research said. The UK government has 2,000 courses of drug in stockpile and says the NHS will make dexamethasone available to its patients. That's pretty rad. Yeah. That's good news. Good for them. We need what, some good what news. What a government. <laughs> what a government. <laughs> yeah. So in even worse news, the unfortunate reality is that airlines are alcohol on planes. The response is just this makes no sense to me. So alcohol sales may have boomed during lockdown, but our return air travel will be an altogether more sobering experience. That's for damn sure. Airlines include EasyJet, KLM Europe, Delta Airlines, American Airlines, uh, Virgin Australia. That's uh, too long of a list to begin with. <laughs> it's part of widespread revision of the industry's food and drink service to minimize interaction between crew and passengers and to ensure a safer journey for all. Many airlines are limiting drink options to water only. And as face masks must be kept on uh, at all times, apart from eating and drinking, this is part of a way to minimize passengers lingering, excuse me, lingering over their refreshments for longer than necessary. What a joke. I, I, I'm never going back to travel. As a <laughs> I'm sorry, Zafo, by the way. This, this, this probably affects you more than yeah, anyone. Yeah, this is, probably hurts our traveling listeners more than anybody. But how do you, how does that, how does feeding them water only somehow protect them from, like, if I just swing by once and I give mean, you technically uh, that would make you want to take your mask off less. You're not going to want to drink more. That's probably true. And also, they could probably make it through really quick if everybody's just drinking water and not drinking their Jack and Cokes or Cokes or ginger yep. ales or Diet Cokes or whatever. Sprays. Yeah, they're not standing around breathing around you while they're getting your drink together. That kind of, yeah. I guess I could, I could buy that, but flying sucks now. Flying sucks yeah, before. Yeah, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah, but now now it sucks worse. So if you're flying, <laughs> best of luck to you. And you'll, you'll be okay. All right. Let's deep dive into some of these deep stories, diving. you guys. We took we took a look at uh, the headlines, and now it's time to get a, take a couple of them and just see what kind of conversations we can have around this. And uh, the first one we want to dive into is the 16 Actually, friends. The 16 the 16 Sorry. friends who, have, who were out at a bar in Florida, which I think all of us would say if you watch the news for five minutes on any given day, you know that Florida is the worst place to decide to go out in. Yeah, of course um, it would be Florida. It, it, I felt bad because I think we were in the chat room and, uh, in, in, J, in our little note group in, in Discord, we passed notes to the show, like, this is a candidate story, this is a candidate story, this is a candidate story. And as I'm scrolling through Reddit, like, looking for coronavirus-related stories, the, like, six or seven of them are Florida stories, and they're all different. But they all mm-hmm. happened in Florida. And I'm like, okay. Florida's always the butt of a joke. It has been since the dawn of time. 
but like we we, we really are like but it Floridians. Lives up to it. It's not just a stereotype, <laughs> right? And I mean, to some degree, stereotypes exist because they they there's plausible. It happened in in a wider swath of some you know event like a state. You see it a lot from Florida. And then Florida lives up to the hype all the time, and you yep. kind of are like, "What's going on?" So, I I don't know, I don't know what possessed them to go out. But this, I mean, this was my sister's scare when she got yeah. coronavirus. She had been going to the park and hanging out with some friends, and I, I think they were all trying to be relatively safe. But at the same time, you know, if you go out somewhere, you, it's yeah. not a good idea. Now she was making good decisions. There was a birthday party, and she's like, "Nah, I'm going to stay away from the birthday party." Uh, but you know, you know, I have some thoughts on this one and and this is more Florida specific. So (laughs) this is coming on the heels of the governor announcing how we have defeated coronavirus. We punched it in the face with patriotism. I don't don't know if he's, no, he didn't say that. Who who said the punch it in the face with patriotism? Somebody (laughs) did. I don't don't know. But <laughs> it's great. But though. no, he he bragged pretty heavily about defeating the virus. He was standing next to Mike Pence and talking about how, you know, we're going to do this Republican National Convention here, baby. Woo woo. And we're we've defeated this virus. And, you know, this also comes on the heels of them reopening. They went into their phase two of reopening. So the barbershops and the bars and all that kind of good jazz reopened a couple of weeks ago. Um, now we're seeing like 25, 2600 cases a day, every day day and it's just like wow this is insane it's so bad that there are some businesses some bars in jacksonville the place that they are now going to hold the republican national convention in august that are closing voluntarily bars are going oh guys we're done here <laughs> 2600 people drink you know no we're, we're done here and they're closing voluntarily so I just, what gives? I mean, what are, the governor's already announced they're not going to shut down for a second time. That He's refusing to do it. So I'm not seeing this trend going anywhere in Florida. Are you guys? They're going to, yeah, this is going to be bad. Yeah. They're I don't, not going to take any precautions. If you're just going to straight up ignore the science and you're going to invite the Republican National Convention, and to be fair, if they were inviting the Democrat National Convention, I would be just as bothered because it's still a whole bunch of humans Mm -hmm. insisting that they don't wear masks showing up in your town. Because you're talking about people flying in from all over the country. This is a delegate count. Uh, this Didn't is like DNC not have their convention. They're not going to have one. one yeah, they're Republican just based... candidate. Right. Is What's there the... a reason for this to happen? Don't make me talk about it, Landon, but I let's, have a feeling let's, it's, let's it's, not there. it's for a giant ego boost because somebody involved really wants to hear people cheer while he's in our big place. That's the whole reason. Otherwise, My they else. wouldn't do it because there's no point. I mean, they, yeah. you know who the candidate is. What are you even doing other than getting together to slap each other on the butt and say, good game? Um, it's, you know, and say, we're all here for America. I'm like, okay, so is everyone else. The same reason That's, you go to a sports event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's literally just, why we're having NBA games starting up soon, too. At yeah, Disney World. In, in the world of Disney, baby. But <laughs> no, So, guys, I don't want to hate on Florida because I don't feel like Florida we can really hate on here. Oh, because if you look at North Carolina trends, <laughs> North Carolina is the exact same. So let's not pretend that this is isolated to Florida. North Carolina is going through the exact same shit right now. But North Carolina on Friday, at least in the city of Raleigh, is mandating masks. At 4 p.m. on Friday, the city of Raleigh oh. is going to begin requiring masks for all 
people in restaurants or wherever social distancing is not possible um, or not. They're not able to meet those requirements. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And oh, Lando, I want to tell you this. My mom called me the other day and she said a lady came into her office. She works at a doctor type office. So people come in and she has to screen them, uh, make sure they don't have COVID. People come in without masks. She has to send them back out. Like, no, you can't be in here without a mask. You have to leave. So a lady comes in. She's like not wearing a mask. Mom's like, do you have a mask? I hate to have to ask you, but it's a rule. And you got to you got to put one on because my mom doesn't want to confront people. Uh, And she's like, oh, yes, I have one. And she pulled it out and it had diamond sequins. It was like a normal. <laughs> yes. It was a normal. I was about to say, now that it's mandated, we're yes. about to see fashion trends, baby. Yeah, baby. Yep. She saw two You're going of these. to have to color coordinate and, and yeah, sequins and, and yeah. bedazzling. Oh, oh yeah. Wait. Oh, was, saw... what was this? We skipped the story a couple weeks ago about the trikini. That was the bikini oh, that had the batching mask. Guys, yep. go out. Go, well, ladies, sorry. Go out and get your trikinis. Yeah, with your, your bikini plus mask. This lady, so I, she had, it was like you. a normal paper mask. My mom was like, it wasn't even fancy. It wasn't like an N95. It was just paper, and she just put little sequins on it. And she's like, well, if we got to wear them, we might as well make them look nice. And she's like, this lady was like 75. And, uh, and then she saw another lady who had a checkered outfit, like, checkered shoes checkered pants checkered top checkered mask it was a full outfit designed together to coordinate amazing so i'm like it's happening lando you were right you were 100 percent right people are driving fashion forward uh thanks i'm gonna be right behind i'm starting (laughs) to look now That's awesome. Uh, so coming up next in our in our in our deep dive, I wanted to talk. Or Jacob brought this up earlier. Jacob being the uh, Jacob and Landon, you both are kind of <clears throat> meat masters uh, of barbecue. <laughs> yeah, baby, masters of your meat. Uh, so is it safe to have a barbecue? Uh, Jacob, you can drive this guy. Yeah, so I'll read the story, and this is what kind of prompted me to start thinking about this, and I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this. But um, the, the the article starts out by saying, if restaurants are reopening for dine-in service again, surely it must be safe to eat outdoors, right? Um, not so fast. Experts who, who all agree gatherings could uh, be one of the summer's biggest hazards. There's no one-size-fits-all um, to whether or not you can host or attend a summer barbecue or any other gathering. Uh, first, it's important to consider the size of your gathering, how big or how big is too big, I think is, a, is an important question to ask. None of the doctors spoken to um, were, of, were able to provide specific uh, host-to-guest ratios uh, since there are so many variables at play, but according to some chief pediatric doctor, um, your, if uh, your party is too big is if, uh, if you can't easily see everyone from where you're standing. Alternatively, if you get to a party and it seems way bigger than you were anticipating, it's okay to go home. Uh, when, you're, uh, when you invite people, consider contact tracing and overall health of guests. Also consider not having shared dishes and avoid foods that promote bacterial growth, such as things containing mayonnaise. Um, that is their recommendation. Me personally, I mean, I got invited to a barbecue this weekend. I I don't have any plans on going. Did you avoid um, mayonnaise? What a joke! <laughs> no one's going to do that. Are you kidding me? I mean, let me just not have salad. a barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> with no mayonnaise. No mayonnaise. That's it. Yeah, that's I not mean, a barbecue then. 
I make that's, it a that's personal a deal rule breaker to avoid you, mayonnaise anyway. What if the mayonnaise stays in the bottle? I mean, or, or, if... or how quickly do you have to eat the mayonnaise oh, before the mayonnaise. It, it, it gets? Yeah, <laughs> I think you know, well, the... <laughs> ice cream scoop to the mayonnaise jar, and just you know that way you can eat it in big lumps. <laughs> I'm gonna vomit with, your with fries. the fries. God, no, who? <laughs> Who did Is it that in Holland or somewhere Dutch? To, yeah, I think that's. I think Holland the Brits do. somewhere in Europe. Yeah, I think the Brits do mayonnaise and and chips, chips and mayonnaise. You know Blech. damn well not in America. But you never, you never. Should. We need our potato salad. <laughs> At barbecues, you don't eat the potato salad. You don't know where that's been sitting. You don't know if it's been outside. There's a restaurant up the street. Stephanie got potato salad once. I was like, you shouldn't do that. You don't know where that's been sitting yeah. in a heat lamp for like the last seven, seven to eight hours. Gross. This <laughs> is growing I, funk on it. I think the easiest thing to do is take the Asia street food mentality. If it was not something you saw cooked on the spot, then it's not something you should probably eat. That's but probably you know, if it's barbecue, that that's the whole point. That food, eat it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, brisket will get up to 205 degrees as an internal temperature, somewhere between 200 and 205. Zapo knows what I'm talking More about. More than enough to... Yeah, yeah so you're pretty safe on, on a brisket hit. But you're right. If 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 you're talking about potatoes or anything else like that, yeah. I'm not worried about the food necessarily. I'm worried about the social... <laughs> the people. So, yeah. what, do you, what do you guys think about this? Because they were talking about how big is too big. I mean, I, we talked earlier about 10 being the limit, right? Now we're trying to bump it up to 25. Is 25 too many? I think that if you don't know where they've been for the past two, two weeks and you can't trace everywhere that guest has gone and who they've interacted with, they don't get invited. That's the bottom line. It doesn't have anything to do with size. It has everything mm -hmm. to do with the people. Who in particular yep. you're inviting. I would have a barbecue with you. Uh, if I talked to Wally and knew where he went, I would have a barbecue with him. I would have a barbecue yep. with Lando. Uh, I, our good buddy Anthony, I wouldn't have a barbecue oh, with him because yeah. I know where he's been in the last week or two. Not exactly. because I don't love him, but because I exactly. know where he's been. Yep. It's yeah. a logical decision. Yeah, I think, and, and people, I think what we're working ourselves up to is like, how how do we get past this idea of being offended that you weren't invited mm -hmm. to a party or or how do we turn people down? Especially in the South, we're known for our hospitality down here. We're known for trusting and welcoming first. Uh, at least I hope I hope so. We I I've had that experience here, um, but to a fault. now yep. yeah to a fault yeah. And now it's just like me and Jacob feeling pressured to hug. Like if mm -hmm. if man if we were New Yorkers we might have been like nah not today. <laughs> you know <laughs> that happens we... out here. You would get the sh cold shoulder for a week. <laughs> yeah, like, but... What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but here we don't know how country. to do that. <laughs> yeah, don't get off. What are you talking about? But we can't do that here. It's just not. We are always. The first to welcome, we're the first to say, yes, I can help you. Yes, you can come Part to my party. Rules. And then we complain yeah. about that on the back end. We fuss about it. Yep. We sit there after they've gone and go, why did that guy have to come? Didn't want to invite him in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's true. It's what we do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I think it's all about it's all about the people. And you got to be able to start saying, no, I love you. You're great. But I just don't know where you've been. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. trust the situation. Right. And uh, so uh, Ashley and I are having this, this conversation about uh, my, my mother 
because she really wants to come. She's like, I'm, I'm traveling this summer. I'm going to travel to the Biltmore. I'm going to travel to your house. I'm going to travel up to Minnesota. I'm going to travel everywhere. And I'm like, why this summer? (laughs) Great question. (laughs) Uh, So I will tell you this: she had plans this summer to go to London with her sister and that's obviously been canceled. Um, and rightfully so. However, now that she's canceled the trip, she's like, Oh, I got bandwidth. I'm going to go everywhere else. And I'm like, but that, that's not, you you don't understand. I wouldn't invite you to my barbecue. I can't invite you to my barbecue anymore, period. And here's the other thing. I, I did think about this while I was having this discussion with my mother is, you know, something to let you into our circle, to let you in. That means that I'm going to have to speak on your behalf to everybody else in my circle. I'm going to have to answer for you to everybody to else in my name circle. To it. Right. Uh, because I'll, that, that will be the root. That will be the origin of any kind of illness or any kind of virus. Yep. And so if I don't trust it, I've got to say no. And we've got to be okay with people saying no. But it's kind of hard, isn't it, to, to look at somebody and say, I'm sorry, I just I, I can't let you come to my barbecue. Yep. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like vetting someone in a gang. Like, can you really look at someone and say, <laughs> "Bro, you might, you got to be really tight with someone," you know? Yeah. You got to know them. You got to know them. <laughs> yeah. You know. No, that's Live really or die. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Like, it's it's like when you recommend someone for a job and you have to vouch for them, and then you feel responsible for their every move yep. for like at least three months. You're like, oh shoot. I got a really. No, you get that referral bonus. Yeah. (laughs) Once that 90 days is up, you're like, they're on their own, baby. I got my check. Uh, But yeah, you you feel like, okay, they're at this party. I don't know where they've been. I got to tell everybody, like, hey, my buddy's coming and he might be plagued. And then everybody's like, why would you invite your buddy? I'm leaving. And, (laughs) you know, and then you end up, you and your buddy sitting around, you're like, great. I'm the only one that's going to get this disease. This is awesome. Pariah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I, I want, I mean, you, Jacob, you and I have talked about this before. We want to have a barbecue, uh, for a particular celebration and just can mm-hmm. we, should we, who gets to come? Yeah. I mean, is it, is it something that's expected, uh, for, for what the occasion is? And you're like, well, yeah, it's always been, but this is different. It's a different yeah. time. We're in a different place, you know? We've been telling people they can't do things com- that are completely natural because it's like, you can't. It's not the time to do it. Um, you know, there was a reason Jacob and I went to West Virginia and moved someone else's That's stuff right. all weekend. Because the people that own the stuff shouldn't be there, shouldn't be yeah. getting in the road. And for multiple reasons, you get in the road, you got to stop and pee. You know, you can't hold it as long as we can. Or worst case scenario, you find yourself stuck on the side of the road or have an accident. Then like... You're in some random hospital. Yeah, COVID-19 central at that point. No, I think the worst thing that was said, and Stephen, I think you said it here. um, They asked, well, we just want to go up to say goodbyes. It's going to be a sentimental thing. And you looked at them as deadly serious as you could and said, I understand that. And I appreciate that. But the world has changed. Yeah, I did say that. I was tough. I was tough. I did not expect wow. it out of myself. Wow! But Jacob did not have to deliver that message. It was it was I me did sitting not. there. Yeah, it was it was me sitting there going, "I can't, I can't let you. <laughs> I'm sorry." It's like I know you want to say bye to everything. I know you want to like kiss your house and and be gone. But like I can't. You just can't do it. And I managed to talk him out of it. Um, and it it didn't feel good. I don't I don't no. enjoy it at all. Like. 
could you imagine leaving a house you lived in for 30 years and not being able to like have that closure or even go through your stuff to make sure what you're bringing is actually what you want? Like that's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Um, but that's hey. But man, I also this... can't imagine stopping at a, a Virginia rest stop in the middle of a pandemic, right? And being in my late seventies, early eighties, that's just asking it... for for trouble. Well, yeah. Linda, we could tell you exactly what that looks like because on the way back, we were carrying a U-Haul with five thousand pounds of stuff that we're going to have to end up in a dumpster. <laughs> How was it? But... <laughs> But no, we. I, I stopped. I got out. I, put, I had my mask on. I had my gloves. I had my disinfectant wipe that I was wiping my hands with. I, I, the only thing you I touched like a was... terrorist. I did. The only thing I touched was the nozzle and the only reason... And I touched it with the disinfectant wipe. Um, I mean, I was, I was serious about this shit. And I look around and... Stephen, how many? Back me up here. Oh, there was yeah. maybe one lady that had yeah. a mask on out of the, the dozen to two dozen people that, that we saw. That surprised me. No yeah. glove, not, no nothing. I mean, they were just chilling, just doing their own thing. And I'm like, yeah, I appreciate, you, you know, this is a decision you made, but I ain't living this way. Sorry, guys. And yeah. it's the theory you have that gas stations are one of our prime spreading locations I because do. of all the door handle grabbing, all the gas, all the bathrooms. Bathrooms are the worst because mm-hmm. of all the aerosolized yep. vapors. Like, gas stations door have knobs, got Door to handles, be, everything. Yeah, they've got to be a huge vector. Uh, for yeah. for this, and particularly people that have decided to travel. Why are you traveling? You should not be <laughs> traveling. Like, <laughs> particularly in distances you can't go in one in one move. Like, you, you got to stop. You got to stay in a hotel. Like, stop! Don't do that. Like, it's it's wrong. It's morally no need right dangerous. Now. It's not a good place to be. Except um, for the people that do need to. That's the problem, though. Yeah. Some people do need to travel. You're right. Granted, okay. it's summer. People are traveling for leisure, obviously. They are. But- yeah. I mean, you're right. There were a ton of truckers, a ton of truckers there, and that's their job is to travel. My argument well, is not they need a them. safe spot. My, yeah, exactly. And and I felt like I didn't actually get to see any of the truckers on the backside of the uh, the um, uh, where did we stop? Whatever, wherever we stopped the the supermarket or super uh, K circle or K Kangar. Circle, Circle K. K. That's what it was. Circle K. Um, so I didn't get to see the truckers and how they were handling it. But what I did get to see was how the rest of the people were handling it. And if that's what the rest of the people think of what's happening, well, huh? it is what it is. And the truckers are just going to have to deal with it because, they, I mean, they can't change uh, everybody's perspective at that point. They're just going to have yeah. to live with with it. Yeah. I and mean, even every, every trucker was doing the right thing. They're going to gas stations where people suck. <laughs> it's just a matter of statistics at that point. More exactly. People, more chance. That's yeah. it's that simple. What are the actual chances? Like we we talked about West Virginia. We are up there. One in two. Is it point. one in two that you're you're exposed if you go out unprotected? Is that really so it? Because I feel like that's if the long term without a mask, one in two. Yeah. But a mask is shown forty to fifty percent. Outside of that. I mean, obviously, it depends on and all that. But, yeah, at this point, if you put a mask on, 50% minimum exposure chance reduced. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just, just do it. Just wear but, the yeah, mask. It depends. Because I know people that have been traveling from West Virginia. I, I know this because I'm friends with a bunch of them on Facebook, and I'm seeing their Outer Banks beach pictures. And I'm like, what are you doing down here? Like, this, you went from, like, a safe haven in the mountains, for all intents and purposes, to crazy the town. Best place. In the world to be, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, in, 
You're in the this is the only time people wish they lived there. Like you you are doing it and now Ridiculous. Yeah, and now you're coming down to North Carolina where our data-driven reopening approach is just driving the numbers as high as possible and then we're we're pondering, well maybe we should do gyms and 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 pools next week. Are data-driven my rear. Uh it's not <laughs> happening. It's not Tell me not, how you really feel. That's how upset I am. I'll tell you what. You are right about West Virginia, though. That is the place to be. There's like 11 people a day, maybe at <laughs> most, that you see get this. I mean, it's it's insanity. How it's it is a bubble right now compared to the rest of this country. Yeah, but you got to well, go through so many places to get there. Yeah. Like even I'm sorry, in Atlanta, East, what's that? I was just saying, Eastern Washington. Like the the, the spikes are happening everywhere now. Out here yeah. too, Eastern Washington, it is starting to explode. And it's yeah. it's going to come back this way, and here another month or two, we're right back in it. Yeah, yeah. I hear time, Oregon over there is pretty now. hot. Same thing. Yep. Yeah. And it's all the agricultural industries now. California is in the same boat. Now it's going it, to it'll wrap through the Midwest in another month or so too. Yeah. So here we are. This this game. Oh, but don't call really it a second sucks. wave, guys. <laughs> Don't call it a second wave because if you do, you might get a phone call from from somebody from the federal government telling you how wrong you are and how we've killed this thing and burned it to ashes and there will be no second wave because we haven't gotten rid of the first wave. <laughs> Has someone gotten phone calls? I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but you, you certainly, you're certainly right about no second wave. There is no second wave. Uh, can't be one because we haven't gotten rid of the first wave. So we're just yep. going to keep riding this one. It's like, oh, yeah, it's it's ah. fine. We're going to go ahead and get 30,000 people inside a Coliseum in, in July. Pandemic part two, it is. Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Well, moving right along, let's get let's get to some some meat in here. I, I, this, this stuff, let me see, what's a good button? I'll press that one. FDA revokes the authorization of hydrochloroquine as a use as a medical treatment for this drug uh landon hydrochloroquine what was what was the key what was what was who was who was that being who was promoting that as a solution uh the president i believe the president president of the United States of America. yeah yes. did, he, did he take a two-week uh, course of of that drug yeah two two, two weeks right didn't people die from overdosing on that <laughs> prophylactically? And, and also, people died from like heart conditions that caused that were no. caused by this. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys see this in any other headline this week apart from browsing Reddit? Because I definitely did not. The oh, the, revo- the revocation. I did yeah. see it, but it's in it's in clearly biased media presentation. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the. Detail. Yeah, the three-letter organization that rhymes with Cox didn't report it uh, that I'm aware yes. of. <laughs> but uh, the the other one sure surely did uh, because they they love this stuff. But yeah, they've revoked the authorization of it. Uh, the FDA has revoked its emergency use of the drugs hydrochloroquine and chloroquine for the treatment of COVID-19. Hydroxychloroquine was frequently touted by the president of the United States, the leader of the free world. Uh, and he claimed to have used it on himself. 
Uh, the FDA has concluded that based on new information and other information discussed in the attached memorandum, it is no longer reasonable to believe that oral formulations of HCQ and CQ may be effective in the treatment of COVID-19, nor is it reasonable to believe that known and potential benefits of these products, products outweigh their known and potential risks. That's pretty heavy-handed uh, denial of statement. that. Yeah, that means a lot. And I mean... It's real good that they say this now because people with um with uh, lupus use this drug in a as a treatment and I don't know how many people are having trouble finding it but there were reports of yeah there were reports of people who take it for lupus not being able to get it for lupus uh because people were going out and requesting it from their doctors and their doctors are like cash money sure here you go here's a pres prescription I get to bill you more if I fill these. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty wild. Um, but it's I interesting think, yeah. how far things have come from just a, a few weeks ago. It seems like when this was a potential wonder cure yeah. and, and now just quietly being like shut down, like n not just quietly, just like they're stuffing the, the dirty toilet paper down the toilet, like yeah. with their shoe <laughs> and well, down. So <laughs> Like, come on! Like, <laughs> why are you doing this in the first place? How did we get this? How did we get here? Why? Well, I don't know. This is just this is ridiculous. <laughs> to me, uh, if we back up and look at what actually happened here, I mean, they gave this emergency youth author authorization, which, by the way, it's not an authorization. It's not an approval. It just says in emergency situations you could use this if you deem it medically necessary. They just took it off that list. And they just took it off that list. It's like remdesivir, right, from Gilead. The mm -hmm. Remdesivir, is, it works. Um, they've got it as an uh, emergency use authorization, uh, but there's not a ton of data that actually goes to the FDA that the FDA can go, you are actually approved to use it for this specific thing. And what's interesting is that hydrochloroquine actually reduces the effectiveness of remdesivir. So if, you've, if you take them together... Then you won't get any of the benefits from either one of the drugs. So don't don't do that either. So by the way, this is all just a PSA. I don't want you to think that we're leaning anyway politically. I just want you guys to understand that hydrochloroquine is probably not your answer. You could still go to the doctor and request it if you really want it, but it's not the answer. Yeah, that's and, I think that's important to note. That we're we're at a point where we we can actually say no. And that's I mean that's Sorry, I'm delayed. My no, my okay. audio was up tonight. I was going to mention just on the the hydrochloroquine, whatever hydroxychloroquine thing. Yeah, people who actually do need it do not go and request it. By the way, do not go to your doctor and ask for it because the people that do need it have a shortage, and that's a big problem right now. All these yeah. drugs, they're just gone for the people that need them. Yeah, so don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Let's leave leave the drugs, the actual science that 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 is proven to work. We'll, we'll put it there. But yeah, man, I tell you what. Uh, that was a lot of good news, a lot of good discussion. Uh, but what we do have is an actual email in the feedback this week. Um, this one comes from our yes. good friend in the chat uh, in Discord at twodorks.net slash Discord Headgamer, who we met in person at, uh, at DragonCon mm -hmm. last year. He's a super cool dude, managed to join us here. Um, he does a podcast of his own called the Gene Pool Variety Hour with his son, uh, who I know is Quillmeister. Uh, in our chat room as well. Uh, but these guys are super cool. But 
Um, it's a long email. I'm going to try and summarize it the best I can, but it's basically just him giving us a, a, his idea of, of what's been going on in his, in his world and how he operates. Um, he says, for a psychologist who makes a living talking to people, uh, it's starting to wear on him. He said, the squadron I work with, because uh, he's in the military, literally has detachments spread from Savannah, Georgia, to Tacoma, Washington. Uh, so I'm more used to working with people via telework, but I'm always on base at HQ where I can see people and have human contact. As an introvert, I don't do well with big social groups, but I do thrive on those one-on-one -on -one visits in my office. We, had, we need the human connection. And for someone who makes their living on connections with other humans, uh, sitting at home and doing nothing, typing on a screen, is leaving a hole somewhere inside me. I think a lot of us could probably uh, commiserate with him on, on that. It's like a lot of people are energized by being around other beating hearts uh, and stuck just you know, occasionally you know, chatting with somebody on video chat. It's not really the same thing. Uh, he says, on top of that, it's my sole role to be support to this squadron and their families, be available 24-7 for any needs. And I am, but for special tactics operators, it's hard enough for them to be willing to stop in my office as they walk by, uh, much less to make a concerted effort to contact me and reach out via the interwebs. So in addition to feeling a loss of that human connection I was designed for, it feels like I'm letting my squadron down by lack of availability. I'm constantly looking for ways to justify myself via newsletters I send out. Uh, and podcasts, but all it just seems ancillary to what my main job is, the one job I'm not able to do right now. And um, he actually does a, a podcast I would I would promote that I listened to today called the Resilient Radio Podcast. Uh, they just started today for troops uh, that's kind of helping to deal with COVID-19. Um, troops are used to getting shot at as a stressor, not being isolated as a stressor and quarantined like this. So it's 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 pretty great. I highly recommend it. Um, but he kind of goes on to talk about his son has to work at a nursing home where they have had outbreaks every day he comes home. So even if he could go back to base, they don't want him to come to back to base because of the close proximity he is to a higher likelihood scenario of getting COVID. So it's just, it's just all upside down for him. So his, his main thing or the, the end of his email says, so here I sit dealing with normal telework stresses, knowing that the squadron is starting to press forward and I'm just trying to hold on to it and support it from a distance. And that's really frustrating. Um, yeah. Thank you, Head Gamer, for, uh, for sending that in for sure. <clears throat> I mean, this is an introverted army therapist. Yeah. None of those would seem to go together, but that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's a tough situation, though, because uh, it's it's not these are perspectives that I don't think we would have foreseen. Right. We we wouldn't yeah. have foreseen this no. in, in February. Um, and then all of a sudden, three months later, we're sitting here going, man, this is we're on the struggle bus. And here's why. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that lots of people this is the part that we we haven't covered as a show very much as the mental anguish. Uh, derived from the isolation because I mean we we talked about it in like the first week I think we skipped over one of the stories because it was just deep and heavy and I don't want to yeah. get super into it now but like we're talking about child support cases and stuff we're talking about uh, handicapped people trying to get support and help we're talking about uh, elderly people isolation yeah like yeah. for real none of life us are isolated. no and all three of us are, are happily married as far as I can tell with stuff to do and internet and we're gamers last you know the last thing we need we could lose like, are okay <laughs> at least i could freaking play wow if i get really alone um you know you've got you've got these ways to reach worst out to case people. yeah <laughs> yeah worst case i fire back up the old methamphetamine <laughs> mill and start yeah, i get looting. addicted to something else for another two years <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay 
<laughs> so, you know, if, if you are out there and that is an angle that you wouldn't mind uh, exploring with us, you can do that by sending us an MP3 yeah. if you just want to record it on your phone. Uh, tell us your story with your words, or you can write us an email um, and, and try to do it. We, none of us are prepared to be that person for you, but we're, we're certainly interested in, in your take and where you're coming from on some of that, that isolation business, because I think none of us really have a true understanding of what that feels like. Um, and I'd love for this show to, to kind of get an example of it for, you know, to, so people could know and know ways to help more than anything. Like, what can we do? Because uh, I will Discord video chat with anybody. If you're stuck and you're like, I just need another human, I'll be like, shoot, let's pick a time. We'll, we'll chat for a few minutes. Um, but yeah. Well, that you. is an interesting question, though. Have you guys completely missed the human interaction? Um, and and what do you think it's done to you mentally? I, I've been I going have, to work. Absolutely. Yeah, Lando, you go first. I was just yeah, I have absolutely. I I really miss just being around random people, meeting people, talking to people. I don't care, just being around people. I I'm a people person, and I've gotten into new hobbies to to deal with that basically. Mm-hmm. So I've I've which, which is fine, you know. I I can do that. Thankfully, I can. I have the personality where I can do both. I could be the introvert when I want or need to be, but at the same time, I really miss people and, and flying. Like I want to be in a plane going to talk to someone like this is bullshit, <laughs> but, but I'm dealing with it. <laughs> that, yeah. That's really where it stands for me. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, I I'm, I'm an introvert, but I'm, I'm an introverted extrovert. Cause I learned there are varying degrees of introvertedness. I'm shy, but I really love people and I like talking to them and I like talking at them. And, um, certain if people. It, yeah, certain people, some people screw you guys, you know, you're, you know who you are. Uh, but no, really, I, <laughs> I love I love talking to people. This these podcasts are, are keeping me energized. You know, talking to Stephanie every day. I mean, even though she's here all the time, like I I I enjoy talking to my wife. Uh, so that helps. Um, How dare you! I know what's wrong with me. But no, I I also wouldn't mind going back to the office. Like we had our uh, big uh, virtual face to face. Like our team's remote everywhere in in general. And every quarter or every other two quarters, we'll bring people in and we'll have those big meetings, a bunch of people hanging around. I really miss seeing the people I don't get to see very often, like in person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see a lot of these people on, on uh, calls and stuff, but it's nice to get together and go to lunch when everybody comes in. That was probably the first time I realized, like, I I really feel bummed. And then um, Dragon Con coming up, having to pull out of that, that really bummed yeah. me out. Um, yep. Big time, which I love that movie. Got our time sp- time slot and uh, and panel, and that's a great panel. So everyone should go. If you go to Dragon Con, don't go to Dragon Con, but if you do, go see her. Um, but, and then, but you know, it's just been kind of opportunities to be with people have really worn me down. I, I wish we still had them. Yeah, yeah, they're gone yeah. to some extent. They're just poof gone. Yeah. Now, now we'll 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 see again. Try again next year. Right. Well, what I'm. What I what I'm interested in is is did you think three months ago in February or March, whenever you went, the last time you went and had a beer with a buddy? Mm. I mean, Stephen, we went and had I dub dubs uh, with, and we saw Paul in February, right? Yeah. Did we think that that was going to be the last I dub dubs that we had for uh, the foreseeable future? We were still calling um, this thing the Wu Tang virus, Jacob. We weren't even taking it seriously. <laughs> 
We were. We were called it the Wu-Tang virus. We did. Yeah. It, it's it's pretty bad, isn't it? How funny things, how, how quickly things change. Yeah, it changed really quickly. We don't deal with this, man. SARS hit back in early 2000s, and we didn't even get a, a blip. Not a blip. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it's and we expected the same thing to happen. Oh, China's got another freaking virus. Freaking China with their viruses. You know what I mean? Stars 2.0. Yeah, yep. we had no, we weren't ready. We did, We just didn't, we didn't know to care as much as we should yeah. have. Um, and by the way, that is one thing that's been bothering me. Every time I watched or see a soundbite of the president going, the virus that came from China. Yeah. Uh, you know something? It, it was it was bound to come here regardless. The whole world's been dealing with it. It's not a Chinese-specific virus. It is a virus that the world is dealing with. Um, it, it's it's not one single country. that. And China, by the way, is dealing with the resurgence now in Beijing, yeah. and they're locking Beijing down. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's they're in a tough away. situation. Yeah, it, they're in a tough no. situation right now. Not until we have a vaccine, um, and it gets delivered to everyone who needs it. We'll yeah. we'll see this happening, you know, and I mean, as people get it and become, you know, immune for the five or six months that they might be immune after they've had it, that will grow people going back out if they can. I mean, they have to be open, mm-hmm. but uh, that's a okay. I know we need to end the show, Jacob. If you oh, got if you got COVID and lived through it, um, came out okay on the other side, would you return to normal? No, you wouldn't return to normal. No. You'd be like, f it, <laughs> immunity, don't even care. What Lando? No, where are you would, at on that? I would. Uh, honestly, yeah, I would. I, if I can get an antibody test or something mm-hmm. to prove that I myself have no way to infect someone else. Now, I say that as you know, if something changes and all of a sudden this virus mutates and I'm not immune to it, then yeah, that's a problem. As long as I am not a vector, I, yeah, I'm good. I'm back, baby. Yeah. However, I got no, so it's a moot point. Yeah, right. everything else is closed anyway, you know. Yeah. So you raise an interesting point because I watched a video this week of a lady in New York who coughed on another lady and she wasn't yeah. wearing a mask. All that too. And her argument was that she has antibodies, bitches. <laughs> and that's the reason why she wasn't wearing a mask. That's the reason why she was out and about. That was the reason why she felt comfortable coughing on another human being. One percenter. Um so I feel like, yeah, I don't even know where to go with this because it's yeah, that's just, going to be the next badge of honor. Oh, and I've got I antibodies. My, yep, I've got my antibodies. And you're not yeah. going to see certain people with those ever, even if yeah. that means, you know, a readily available vaccine. Yeah. So get ready. Here, here's the new way to social shame people. Yeah, well, where's that guy's got antibodies. Part? That guy doesn't. Yeah, yeah. you're not getting a job. Your kid's not going to school. Like, oh, snap. get ready. This is happening. Ugh, yeah. It's too late for well, me to be talking about school. Well, so speaking of school, I was talking to uh, a coworker. There won't of mine be one this year. Yeah. Well, well, I was talking to a coworker of mine just two days ago, and he's in France, and he was saying they're they've reopened and they're reopening schools this week. And I'm like, well, how's the virus doing wow. there? And he was like, well, it's 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 definitely a low simmer. There's there's really not much going on here, virus wise. Um, and they're reopening borders between countries, so you can travel in and out between yeah. uh, countries in Europe. Uh, there are a couple of countries that are are isolated from that reopen in Europe, but that's that's neither here nor there. My question is, 
Okay, so you're reopening schools, you're reopening borders, you're moving around. Uh, before it was a one kilometer radius, now it's like a hundred kilometer radius that you can move. Um, they're doing a lot of things in Europe that are pretty aggressive and pretty, I would say, more progressive relative to opening. Um, what's going to happen in Europe? Yeah, uh, uh, do we do we think they're going to going to have a resurgence, a second wave? Because right now they're they're definitely just a very low simmer. Uh, in Europe. That's, that's a good question. I mean, look at, what is it? Sweden that did that never locked down and they've been pretty yeah. steady. Um, yep. I guess it depends on the culture. It and, depends and on the density, yep, the country, the parts of that country. It's going to yeah. be weird in Europe. I bet. Yeah. Well, no different than here. Let's be honest. It's just a bunch of different countries and people. <laughs> it's just like here, but, but way, way, way smaller. I yeah. think you're going to see it just spread back and forth like a ping pong ball going back and forth the table. Just yeah. until a vaccine is here, it's going to just rampage around the world. Yeah. I think you're probably right. I was I was actually talking to Ashley about a vaccine today, and and she said, Jacob, I, I really don't know if I'm going to feel comfortable until a vaccine is is coursing through my veins. And that, I just yeah. kind of went, oh, oh, okay. I yeah. mean, that's that's where and I'm at. Until there's a way to prove. And no. Yeah. And I think there, I mean, I, I know Kelly's saying there's not going to be one, but there's, there's a lot of research into getting this thing done. And, and the, as far as the last time I saw anything about it, they were saying that the, the way it mutates is not in a way that would affect the, uh, the antibodies ac uh, effectiveness against it. Um, Cause I think things mutate different ways. The flu, obviously like it's protein strands or whatever, the H1N1, H1N5, you know, they, mm -hmm. they, the, the antibodies are tailored to attack the particular I don't I'm gonna not talk about it because I don't know it well enough to have it speak intelligently about it what I do know is that it's not supposed to uh to be as bad to keep get a track of the antibodies work on the virus it doesn't really seem to mutate that bad um so uh, real quickly let me address Kelly in the chat uh, yeah yeah she technically, I guess you're right. It's the confidence level of whether or not antibodies stick around yet. But if you look at it, I think they've got pretty high confidence that the antibodies are going to stick around for several months. I think four to six months is what what right now they've they've touted. Is that long enough? I don't know. I mean, is is a year long enough? Is five years long? I, I don't know what it's going to end up being. And on top of that, uh, South Korea, I know I mentioned this last week, but South Korea actually has data that's per, that suggests that everybody that gets COVID-19 pretty much has the antibodies built up. So um, the original data that was coming out of China um, was was a little bit erroneous in that in that regard. But now I, I believe that we're pretty confident that people that get COVID-19 do generate antibodies. There you go. There's the facts. That is good news. Laying mm -hmm. it down with the goats. We're going to bring you as much good information as we can bring you. And if you disagree with us, we will welcome your disagreement at staringatgoatspodcast at gmail.com, where you can email us and say, you guys are full of crap. I read this report. And send us whatever you want. And uh, Jacob, being the mad scientist that he is, can review it, because I don't know what most words mean. Lando might. Lando's got a good scientific brain on his head. I just talk on I, the internet. My wife, at least. Yeah, at least I, I talk to Stephanie. Everything comes through. I'm like, Stephanie, does this make sense? She's like, yeah. <laughs> Being married to pharmacists is also a good Let's thing. Let's a computer emails me. 
<laughs> Pretty much. So, hey, uh, if you got if you got questions, if you got anything you want to tell us, staring at goats podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at staring underscore goats. You can tweet us stuff there. That would be really cool. We don't have a lot of output on that Twitter account, but I would love to receive your tweets. <laughs> Send me your tweets. And uh, and we'll we'll have those factored into the show as well. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting the show, being here. Spread the word. Tell people that Staring at Goats is still actually concerned about the pandemic that's racing through the world and has no sign of disappearing anytime soon, despite Texas trying to be open and Florida and Georgia and Alabama and the rest of the United States uh, desperately trying to get haircuts and swim in swimming pools in the summer. Uh, just let us know. Like get it, get in there. Tell us, tell us all you want. Give us some emails and. We'll see you next time on Staring at Goats. Ah. 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 Ah.